and welcome back to a very special episode of Inside Picard, episode six from the creators yes. of Warped, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast. My name is Matt. I'm Sean. And I'm Min Win. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? How are you doing, Sean? <laughs> I'm well. I'm well. I, I was a <clears throat> intense episode I watched last night. Uh huh. Okay, you watched it last night. I watched it. Uh, I watched it last night, and then I watched it again today. Jeez, way to nerd up someone. Well, here's the thing. I like to watch it once just to watch it for my own personal, you know, enjoyment. enjoyment. And then I watch it again to to take notes because I don't want to take notes the first time that I'm watching it because I want to experience it, you know. Mm. So I try to watch every episode twice. Don't judge me. How no. dare <laughs> I, I'm impressed, actually. There was no judging. And we are watching episode six of Star Trek Picard. It is called The Impossible Box, hmm. which <laughs> I know kind of made me laugh a little <laughs> it's bit. It's got a little bit of a connotation to it. Got a little <laughs> bit of a subtext. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, written by Nick Zayas and directed by, I don't know if it's Maja or Maja. Maja, Maja yeah. Vervilo. Oh. Yep. directed this one. Yeah. Uh, the Impossible Box could also refer to the Borg Cube, couldn't it? It certainly could. And there, yeah. you, yes. you, will, you will learn what that refers to. They're, they're actually referring to a very specific box. It's a very specific thing in the episode. Mm. Gotcha. So let's dive right in. Min, how does every episode of this show start? Uh, flashback. Or? Or? Orgy. No, uh, uh, or there's an or. I thought there was only one. Well, most of them have been flashbacks. The first episode uh, was. You have to a, remember dream. back to dream. dream. Uh, dreams, dreams, yeah, or okay. flashbacks. That's okay. how these this show starts. Yes, this show starts with a dream that is also a, a flashback. I sort guess. of, yeah. Where it's uh, yes, it's Soji's dream. So, what kind of what is it? It's a you know robot dream. Uh, so we of, see, yeah, we see little baby. So she, she's like six or seven, maybe she looks like, and she's walking through a hallway. It's raining outside. It's storming outside. She goes into a room and the room is full of plants and there's a big uh, row of orchids in the room. It looks like a botanist's laboratory. There's a, maybe. a man in a Lab coat behind all the orchids. You can't see him. He's turned his back to us. And she says, Daddy. And And then some and then you hear somebody yelling, like Soji. She's watching in and then you hear Soji. And then she wakes up. She wakes up. Presume that Daddy is uh, Maddox, Bruce Maddox? Mm, Not necessarily. Okay. No. At this point, we don't know what that is. Oh, we talked about the mom being AI. AI program. Hmm. I, I get the feeling that the dad is sort of a similar thing, right? Uh, a, a created a created memory. Hmm. Uh, in the end, uh, part of this episode is learning that all of her memories are bogus, and they ha- she has not been around that long. Which we basically already knew. Like this is one of the problems I had with this episode and with Soji's plotline in general is that. It's it's hard to care about her learning these things that we as an audience already know. Right. Like, we already know Soji's whole robot. deal. 
So watching her learn that, there's like no sort of dramatic tension to that because we already as yeah. viewers, we already know her deal. It's one of my complaints about this episode and and Soji's sort of storyline in general. I think all the stuff with Soji and Narek is super boring. Well, uh, and and like you say, they play it like the whole sequence is played like a twist moment. Yeah. Right? Like I mean, we can get into it eventually. This is sort of later on, but there's a we're scene. Skipping ahead, man. but that's we're, we're skipping ahead. There's a scene, man. <laughs> She's like, she's figured out that something's not going, something not right. Yeah. And she starts scanning all of her possessions. Oh no, no, don't do that. Skip that. Don't do that's wasted. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> my point is the scene is played like it's a big reveal. Like there's some big mystery. But it's only a big reveal to her. To her. We already know all of these things. And so does so everybody weird... else. Like, Narek right. already knows what she is. Right. You know, right. everybody knows what she is except her. Except her. So it's kind of boring watching her, like, put the pieces together and sort of figure out her deal. That was, uh, I was a little bit disappointed by this episode, especially compared to the last two, which were both a lot of fun. This one is, except for a few moments, which we'll definitely talk about, there is a lot of just watching yeah. Soji figure shit out that yeah. we already know. And Narek being just sort of a, uh, a, a, a an evil prick. So she wakes up from her dream, Min, and she's in bed with Narek again. This is surprised me, who, a little who bit. Is Narek again? Narek is the Romulan who oh. she's been having sex with, okay, who's on his work ship. Gotcha. And he's been there to he's there to sort of like learn stuff about her, right? Well, she, they showed we didn't talk about it in the episode, but in episode four, him and his sister have a he's conversation mean. where they explain why they're trying why they're trying to get through so why they haven't just killed Soji. Right. They're, they're trying, trying to find to out, out where she's from right. so that they can go there and kill all of the cybernetic. They think that there are more Sojis out there or oh, more so know her true nature out there. Yes, they all know. Everybody does but her. It's a real, like, it's one of those movies where everybody's in on it except the one dumb character. Sure. It's like Shutter Island. Did you ever yeah. see Shutter Island? No, no, no. Okay. Like Truman in the, in, Show. In, in, yeah, yes, perfect, great, Truman Show, exactly so. So she wakes up, she's in bed with Narek. It was a little surprising to see her in bed with Narek because the last time we saw Soji and Narek was in episode four because they were not in episode five. And, at the, and in that episode, they had a big fight and yeah. she kind of stomped off. But Soji continues to make bad choices in right. whom she <laughs> chooses to did. sleep with and, and trust. Uh, because here they are back in bed together, even though she was mad at him the last time we saw them. So they have this little conversation about, she says, I'm having bad dreams. He tells her, "Is it was it a dream or was it a memory? And she's like, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell. And he's like, why don't you talk to your mom? You talk to your mom every day. And she's like, how do you know that? Because, of course, he knows everything about her and she seemingly does not care because again she keeps having sex with him uh he's like i hear things i know i know what i know all about you and uh well she's like well maybe he's like maybe if you talk to your mom she'll be able to tell you 
a little something about what this dream that you're having or this memory that you're having. And she's like, you never tell me anything. I don't even know your real name. I don't know what your job here on the ship is. And that's what, and he's like, that's right. You don't. And then he just walks out. Like, he's so real. Well, he does. The, there's this whole thing where he talked, she says, what's your real name? He's like, well, my name's Narek. He's all, no, no, I know Romulans. They have a real name. They have a name they tell everybody else. And then they, they have, have a name for their family and friends. And 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 uh, and then in the end, he's like just sort of like gets pissed off, starts to walk out, and she's like Narek, and he's like, "That's not my name." I don't know. And my walks name. out of the room. Narek is an expert uh, nigger. Like he yeah. would be. Uh, yes. He would be like, he uh, "What's that guy who wrote that book about how to yeah, like the, the pickup artist?" And, yeah, 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 that guy. <laughs> he's great at it because he just tells her shit and then walks away and yeah. leaves her hanging and it really throws her off yeah mm. so then we cut to up on the ship up on the la serena yeah. and uh dr gerardi who you'll recall men killed bruce maddox mm -hmm. at the end of episode five bum, bum, bum. she's explaining to picard she's lying to picard and telling him his in Dr. Matt Bruce Maddox's injuries were too severe. There was nothing we could do to save him. And Picard's like, Picard buys it. Hook, line, and yep. sinker. Wow. He's like, like, oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you did whatever. Like, you, this must be so hard for you. And yeah, he, he totally buys it. So there, so she lies to Picard about why and she Bruce gets away Maddox. with it. She does for now. I'm oh, assuming wow. the truth. I'm assuming the truth yeah. will come out at some point. Sure. sure. Wouldn't want to uh, check the tapes. I'm sure they're <laughs> yeah, tapes. Right. Yeah, or ask the hologram. What happened? He was, he was there. No, no, Maybe it has some sort of HIPAA uh, regulation where the, the hologram can't reveal anything unless, you know, I don't know. I mean, to be fair to Picard, he has no reason not to trust her. Sure, you know, sure. she's, she's been seemingly completely up front with him all along and you know Bruce Maddox was pretty fucked up I mean mm. there's no denying it so and it's it, not like it, she choked him she just turned off the machine right? yeah she just like turned off the life support or whatever so anyway Elnor comes in good sweet adorable Sexy. Elnor's great yeah he was, he was this one he was the best part of the episode <laughs> What they've decided to do with Elnor is give him a sort of fish out of water yeah. uh, persona because he's sure. never been away from the Romulan nuns before. Yeah. So he's constantly sort of like commenting on what's going on because he never understands quite what's <laughs> happening. But you, so you have to imagine that they write him with a, a female or a feminist perspective because he was raised by a, a bunch of women, correct? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, they haven't really... It's not explored. explored that. That. No. It's more like he's just awkward socially because yeah. he's never interacted with other people, people. other sure. than the Romulans on his planet before. So like he's, he's sort of like learning as he goes. So he comes in and he's talking to them and he so said something. Of... Should I should I off butt? Because they've, <laughs> they've, been, they've been told no. telling him to or should I out butt? Out because butt. they've been told him you can tell that they've told him to butt out. But so out. he's like I butt. Should I out butt? And they're like, No, no, you can stay it's for this conversation. They've, and they've then, shifted the the uh, the comic relief from Gerardi to Elnor. Yeah, right. because they've given Gerardi this sort of like secret 
darkness. Yeah, she so, killed someone. You can't yeah, laugh with exactly, her now. Exactly. It would be weird for her to go back to being be sort yeah. of goofy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they start talking going, about going to the artifact. Yes. Mm. The Borg cube. Yes. Yes. They they continually refer to it as the artifact. It's clear that everybody knows what it is. Like this is not. Elnor doesn't know what it is. Well, he doesn't know anything. But yes. And is then, there only one board cube? No. There's, no. There's lots of board cubes, oh, okay. but there's only this one that has been captured and taken mm-hmm. over by Romulans, right? Yeah. yeah. So they're talking about uh, going to the board cube, and Elnor's like, Borg, like seven of nine? And Picard's like, no, <laughs> not like seven of nine. <laughs> not all like that, yeah. Much worse. And. And Elnor's like, you don't look like you're happy that we're going there. And Picard's like, I am not happy about going there because the last time I was there, uh, the last time I had to go to a Borg ship, I got turned not. into a Borg. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, still I, wasn't, I didn't go there willingly and I was turned into a Borg. And it took this whole head. episode is Picard like uh, PTSD. Like Picard yeah, is still yeah. suffering. Even though he's kind of dealt with his PTSD in Star Trek First Contact. They're sort of reviving it. Like he's still got unresolved, like Borg feelings that he sure. has to get take care yeah. of. And so Picard's and, like, and then we go through the episode. You see that that's a fairly common feeling amongst all ex Borg. Yeah, sure. Ex bees, as they call themselves. It's a real traumatizing thing to get turned into a Borg. Mm. Well, he makes the, a great point about it uh, when. Well, we can get to it when he when we meet Hugh. He makes a great point about that the Borg aren't monsters, they're victims. That's his big sort of revelation. Nobody, Boy, nobody for somebody who's Borg, obsessed yeah. with doing things Linear. in the right order, <laughs> yeah, you are jumping all over the place today. <laughs> right, Matt? You, do you oh. care about going in the right order? You were talking about specific points. I was just go, going with the flow of the conversation. I literally <laughs> sat there and wrote down the order of the scene. <laughs> So as not to offend your delicate sensibilities. I have not been complaining about this for at least three episodes. Yeah, well, uh, the other yeah, it's a common about, theme. I haven't said a thing about order in the last couple of episodes. Fine. So anyway, Picard's like, uh, I'm still traumatized by having been Borgified, and I'm not looking forward to having to go there. And... Uh, Elnor's like, well, maybe they maybe they've changed. And Picard's like, Borg don't change. Borg assimilate. Borg yeah. destroy. Borg, 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 Borg. And then he like stomps off angry. Yeah. And uh, he then Elnor and Gerardi are sort of left there after Picard leaves. And Picard and Elnor looks at Gerardi and he says something like, uh, he, he, he doesn't know. You're he doesn't know that you've got a secret too, or you have yeah, something you can't traumatic. See that you're haunted too, yeah. And then he's like, "Am I in budding?" And she's like, "Yeah, that time you were definitely in budding because <laughs> uh, it's none of your business." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and he then doesn't we know that Elnor has a dark secret. No, he Elnor tells but, her Picard but, doesn't. Oh, Picard doesn't know you, Gerard, oh, are I'm haunted never, by something. Gotcha. And then we get the opening credits. No, no. Yeah. Then you get no. Yes. The card is. Oh no, you're right. Sorry, you're right. The card goes to the holodeck. I jumped. I jumped to number five on my list. I missed number four. The the holodeck. uh, You know how he has his office in the holodeck, right? 
Uh, yes, yes, his uh, his, his, his vineyard. His den at the vineyard. They mm-hmm. okay. So he goes there and he turns on the computer and he asks it to check check everything having to do with the artifact, the treaty, and the Borg. And it starts pulling up pictures of the Borg, and it's basically and the- an Instagram feed. Like it's just nothing yeah. but it's just photographs. And, and he comes he's across like a picture swiping, of you, literally swiping through like right. you would on your phone. <laughs> these photographs, and he sees and a picture of, of you, and he's like, "Oh, there's you." When he was a Borg, when they caught him originally, yeah. And then he keeps flipping, and eventually he gets to a picture of Locutus. Yes. And there's this really cool shot of you of him looking at the he's staring at he's looking at the camera mm-hmm. through the holographic picture of him as Locutus, and it's sort of lined up so that uh, it looks like it overlaps. Locutus yeah. overlaps over on top of him. It's a really cool shot. Yeah. It's a Photoshop layer, you might say. Yeah. It's, it looks like he's been layered over. Well, as a and professional sort of, artist and uh, graphic designer, I would totally understand that. <laughs> yeah, I would think you would. I mean, you wouldn't know it to look at that sketch. <laughs> I did my best in five minutes, Matt. Also, my well, traditional. You didn't have to do it. You didn't. I didn't take a little more time, it. bro. I didn't Come on. know you were doing it. Did you do it while we were talking? <laughs> no, no, no. I did it later. Okay. So you, yeah, so you made no effort. I'm a busy man. I've got a, a, a heavy load of. Well, yeah, you got all these people coming to the uh, to the store yeah, at seven o'clock. A lot of people <laughs> at the store on Friday night. It seems like. Yeah, I have to turn them away. I don't work here anymore. I don't know what you want. This place is closed. Yeah, permanently. I want to buy ten thousand dollars worth of computer. We're closed. It's closed. Get out. Not I'm, for re- sale. I'm recording Go your computer equipment at Best Buy. Right now. Get out of my oh. face. Go to Amazon for your computer needs. <laughs> yeah. My brother tomorrow's like, why why is our store been TP? There are all these Yelp reviews saying <laughs> yeah. they came to the store and were told it was closed. <laughs> Two stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, where were we? Where were we? Then now we we're at the, the credits. credits. Ah, credits. Wow. That was that's a lot happening before. Yeah, the it was a fairly large cold open. It was a long, yeah, it was a long cold open. It was like 10, 12 minutes, something like Jeez, that. Does Gerardi got to kill Elnor now? Oof. I, there is no way in hell Gerardi could possibly Ooh. kill. Oh, right. No. Elnor slices people's heads off at the drop of <laughs> without question. It's... He will drop your hat for you by slicing <laughs> your head off so that the hat also falls to the ground. I looked up uh, pictures of Elnor, and you're right, man. He is like a sizzling piece of beef there. He's got like fella. A very stru- uh, statuesque, very structured. Did you and... see pictures of him out of the like without the out of the outfit, like uh, his regular, no. <laughs> like his just normal photographs of him? Oh yeah, like yeah, 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 just as a regular person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. I like how they they make him up for Star Trek, though. He's he's very uh, Lord of the Rings. He's a little elfy. Very Legolas. He's, dark side oh, yeah, of Legolas. Absolutely. Sure. He's Legolas said, with a dark haircut. With, with, the, I, with the dark black hair. Yeah. I cannot wait for the cross of Star Trek and Lord of the Rings, the, the fan fiction there. Uh, I the, guarantee you someone I'm has sure. already written oh, I want it. Elnor Legolas fan yeah. I, I want to yep. see the art. I will, I will Google it. And I'm <laughs> right. sure I'm right. Yeah. 
someone has already done that. I'm so excited. Probably before the show even started. Oof. Just yeah. based on the photograph. Yeah, they're fucking hot. Oof. So anyway, we come back from the opening credits. Hmm. And, and we get a topless we person. Finally <gasps> get some, we finally get some skin on this show. Guy, we were though. just talking the other in one of the earlier episodes about how even how this is a not a skin Damn showy kind of show yeah. and not even the men like take their shirts off but here we here we get captain rios who we did see shirtless once before but it he oh, had I a big he had a big chunk big metal of metal chunk out, out of his shoulder yeah, at the time so it wasn't kind of sexy it was more like gross mm. but here he is with his shirt off uh playing Wait. soccer with himself yeah. like bouncing like bouncing a soccer ball like oh. it's a know? scene i think you know I'm a, when, i don't know what you call it but you know how people like kick a soccer ball yeah, he was, up yeah, he, was yeah, he was juggling keep it, with soccer keep ball. it from hitting the ground yeah mm-hmm. is that what it's called juggling uh, i think it's juggling <laughs> i think so it's, it's called juggling that's what it's called arms like i feel like there should be another word for when it's your feet <laughs> oh. yeah there you go there's question number four it should be like fuggling because <laughs> <you're> fuggling. <laughs> oh geez fuggling sounds like something a juggalo does to you in a very bad situation it was, a, it was a scene that one day when when i watch this show with my wife she's going to be very engaged in that <laughs> is captain rio's like woman a who likes well-built man and uh yeah. Hot man, yeah. Uh, he's sort of a he's a yeah. He, I, I think he's a handsome man. I oh, he's know. super handsome. Yeah, yeah. He's Older, like a swarthy. Yeah, he's like a swarthy Spaniard. Yeah. I don't know if he's a swarthy Spaniard in real life, but that's who he's playing on this show. Mm-hmm. Right. Sort yeah, of an Antonio, sort of an Antonio Banderasi type. Yeah. <laughs> from the young days. So anyway, like... he's bouncing his soccer ball around. Yeah, yeah. From the young days. So he, Antonio Banderas is like 60 years old now. Man. He still looks good. He looks great. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm not I'm not old, you know, shame. 40-year-old Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Rise of Zorro. <laughs> there you oh. go. Okay. So he's bouncing his soccer ball around, like exercising, essentially. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Girardi comes in. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Was my was I making too much noise? Did I keep was I keeping you awake?" And she's like, "No, I just can't. I couldn't sleep." And uh, they have a little conversation about space. She's like, "Why do you like it out here? It's so Lonely. like scary and like everything in space is trying to kill you." And he's like, "I like it out here because I forget what he says, but he likes it out here." And then they, is this when they make out or is that later? They kiss. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah, when they say. start making out. Yeah. Like kind of out of nowhere. Like, yeah. They're, just, <laughs> yeah. Having, they're well, just having this conversation and they are, I mean, they're standing very close to each other, but they're not, it's, it just, she just kind of like leans in and grabs him and starts yeah. making out with him. Well, after a, a murder, you know, if like a dear close one to you, your emotions are all broiling. You just well, I, hard to handle. Yeah, and I think yeah. you're right. I think that's that's that, exactly what you're supposed to get because yeah, she she's... says to him, "This is a bad idea." <laughs> I should she's like, I have a superpower, and it's the ability to know mistakes while I'm making them. <laughs> while I, make them. <laughs> well, I, I have that. Su- I have superpowers says, too. That's not a superpower. <laughs> <I know> <laughs> yeah. So, 
That's that. It's more like, like a super villain power. Like it's what you would use if you were a baddie. You, you, you know. And he's like, no, it's okay. You know, because she, she sort of pulls away from because they kiss, and she says, "I've never slept with the captain of anything before." <laughs> and he says, "Well, I suggest you try it. I would recommend it, or something like, <laughs> yeah, something like that." And then she sort of pulls. He starts to walk, and she sort of pulls away. And he's like, "That's when they do that." And she's like. And he's like, well, tell me what you're feeling. She's like, alone and scared and da-da-da-da-da. And then she goes and kisses him again. And then he says, this isn't going to fix things. She's like, nah, I don't really care. And then they walk off to go, She says, maybe maybe for a few hours it will. Oh, yeah, maybe even if it's just for a few hours, it's worth it or whatever, yeah. Which I thought, well, that's a a long fuck (laughs) (laughs) She's expecting a lot out of Captain Rios, you know? She's really, like... Indeed. She hopes she's she hopes Got that Captain Rios has a lot of stamina. Apparently, <laughs> you he think Captain Rios ball. has a has a sex uh, hologram thing that he uses as a replacement? For <laughs> Captain Rios does not need a sex hologram. How dare you? Just for variety, <laughs> for interest. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, like he taps out for a second, let yeah. the hologram let do the hologram take over. Threesome. There you go. Yeah, so, I'm. I could see it for sure. Yeah, you could have like multiple Rioses <laughs> all in the room at once. <laughs> We've taken this from totally family friendly to not family friendly at all. This is again the dan- This is again the like dangers of the holodeck or the <laughs> right the the power the power of Which... hologram slash holodeck technology will if it ever comes to exist it will. inevitably be used for sex stuff oh absolutely yeah i mean they they don't they do a, they hint at it a bit in next generation they blatantly state it in deep in space deep space nine, nine they make it they talk about cleaning the, yeah. the the holodecks <laughs> all the time at quark's bar yeah like. quark makes rom do the <laughs> go go, go squeegee the holodeck them. after yeah. they were in there Oh my God! The hollow sweets. Uh, <laughs> hollow sweets. Yeah, that's what they're called. There. I'm glad they they tackle that. They. I mean, they do it in a very G PG sure. way. Yeah, I mean, they I definitely they show it. They definitely uh, let you know what's going on in the hollow suite. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Doctor Girardi and Rios uh, have sex. So they go bang. Wow. And so we cut back to the Borg cube and yep. we're we get a scene with narek and his sister whose name i cannot rizzo, rizzo. oh yeah her name is rizzo how could i forget that her name is rizzo <laughs> i only remember it because of, well grace shit in the first episode <laughs> i can't believe i forgot that her name is rizzo it's amazing that the show has a raffi and, and a rizzo i mean that's oh, yeah. just kind of bad writing like I can remember taking a screenwriting class in college, <laughs> and one of the one of the like tips they gave you was like give all of your characters totally different, different names so that yeah. you, the audience is not confused about which Doug you're talking about or whatever. <laughs> but think to our D and D games and also our Cthulhu games. Oh my gosh, it's hard know. to keep track of a lot of different names. Yeah. So anyway, Narek and Rizzo are on the Borg cube. Rizzo has a it's sort of a combination of a a Rubik's cube and a the thing from Hellraiser, 
It's like a it's like a little box, right? Uh, this is the, uh, the impossible you box. Can the twist, titular you can impossible box. The titular <laughs> impossible. I like that word. Titular. <laughs> That's an excellent Scrabble word. Titular. <laughs> titular. So she's so he's got she's got this little box and he grabs it away from her and says, "Don't mess with that. You're gonna break it." She's like, "I don't even know why you even play with that thing. It's like a childhood toy, right? It's a Rubik's cube." Mm. And he's like, it helps me to think. It's, you know, it helps me, like, focus my thoughts or whatever. He tells the sister, the sister's like, what's going on with Soji? Like, I gave you a week to get your shit together. You still haven't found out where she's from. And he's like, I'm working on it. She's having these weird dreams. And I think that the weird dreams mean something. And she's like, why would you think that? And he's like, because she's a robot and robots don't have dreams, which means there's something happening in her programming that is causing her to have these dreams. And the sister's like, sister's like, well, it's a bug or something. She's like malfunctioning. And he's like, no, it's not that. I think it's that she's starting to figure out who she really is. And the dreams are like her programming, trying to reconcile the reality that she knows with the evidence that she's now being mm-hmm. confronted or something yeah, like they, that. Well, got- he basically says that he thinks that her unconscious, that as a robot, she's got a subconscious or an unconscious knows that she's a robot and that the dreams are trying to reconcile that in her, you know, wh- why does she think, where does this feeling of being a robot come from when all of her conscious thoughts are that she's a human? Yeah. Right. So he's like, give me a little more time with her. I think I'm getting somewhere. We'll figure out where they're, where the home world is. And she's like, okay, you can just keep just, fumbling around with her. The way doesn't she say like 24 hours or 48 hours? She and gives him a time. It doesn't really matter because I mean, this all gets resolved by the end of this episode. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert, man. This yeah. is all about to be resolved. And again, this is more of this boring stuff where we already know yeah, what's they're going telling on. us things we already so know. There's, there's no dramatic tension in this mm. scene. We already know that the that Narek and Rizzo don't like each other. We already know that she's having these dreams because they're she's trying to learn something about who she is. So this is a this is a pure this scene only exists to set up the box because the mm. box comes back into play right. later in the episode. Nothing interesting is happening in this scene. It's mm. just two people saying things we've heard them say. So I, that's why this sort of episode fell a little bit flat for me. There are a lot of scenes like this where we learn things we already know. Agree? Did you agree with that? Uh, I, I agree, yeah. I mean, they do. I mean, there is some, I mean, like you say, it's it's new information, but new information that just points to something we already know. Yeah. You know, it's showing you new ways of telling you, but it, it's really just telling you the exact same thing. She's a robot. She doesn't know she's a robot. And she's about knows. to figure it out. Right. Like, we knew she's, all about that. She's realized that something's wacky is going on. Um, her her mom AI, is it ever explained if her mom AI is within her consciousness or subconsciousness, something that she goes to in the hollow deck? Or... No, no, it's no, she that. In a couple scenes, they because she makes actual calls 
to her mother. Yeah, we uh, see her on the phone hmm. with her mother. And we've seen her, we saw Dodge on the phone with her mother way back in episode one when Dodge was the run. So we know that there's, there's some record of those calls because that's how they were able to track Soji. The only other thing that really happens in this little scene is that you see that the box, once you've got it into the right configuration, just like in Hellraiser, it opens. It's, it opens. Mm. Yeah. And it's got a little like, ballerina figure yeah. in it. It looks like a music box. How do they show that? Does someone open it? Does uh, Narek open yeah, it? Yeah, opens he, it. He, he's playing with it. He's sort of doing the puzzle. It's and a then he metaphor. Shows and he's using he's it like, look, and he goes, look, and he shows it to her, and she's like, whatever. And then he goes, yeah, you never understood because you, you weren't don't patient. Right. And then yeah. he sits there and watches, and then it, then you see it sort of opens on its own. And reveals mm. the, the little ballerina figure. It's like you have to get it all in the right configuration and then you have to be patient. It's a big clunky <laughs> metaphor. This is not a particularly well written episode of this show. No. Unfortunately. Nick Zayas. No offense to Nick Zayas. Go back to school. Go <laughs> back to school. Well, you know. I'm sure he's doing his best. Test. I have, yeah. you know, but just yeah. some of this stuff falls a little flat. It was a little clunky. Cut back to the ship. We're back on the La Serena. And the gang is all on the bridge trying to figure out how are we going to get on to the Borg Cube. The Borg Cube is in Romulan-occupied territory, which is off-limits. And Captain Rios says to Picard, I'm sure you have a... Pl I'm not worried because I'm sure you have a plan for this. Picard's like, Recommendations. Well, I'm kind of thinking... Like, Picard's like, well, I'm nope, working on really it. Don't really have a plan. And Gerardi's like, well, maybe we can pretend to be scientists because I'm a scientist. Card's like, that won't work. They'll never, they'll, once they see me, he's like, I'll be recognized the second They're I leave. Like, yeah, it's like, the, the, the Romulans don't me, recognize me, the, me. The Borg will because everybody, I'm super famous, right? <laughs> I can't go anywhere without getting yelled at <laughs> or <laughs> shot at by people. So they're like, well, what are we going to do? We got to put it put the jingle out in. Okay. Everybody hates John Lupicard. <laughs> and he doesn't think that outfit that team used uh, last time with uh, B Bejazel. No, no they can't bluff their way in this time. He basically mm -hmm. says, he says, I think the best way to do it is, is we to. Need Starfleet, uh, we'll we need just... Starfleet diplomatic uh Oh, credentials, right? There's a so, treaty Starfleet... that says we can, if we go there as a diplomat with diplomatic papers, they have to let us on board. Oh, that would I'll go there, Raffi, then. Say that I want to talk to the director of the reclamation project, and they're like, "Well, what makes you think he's going to want to talk to you?" And he's all, "It's okay, I know him." And it's we all know, we that, know that we all know that that's Hugh that he's talking about because we've mm -hmm. seen Hugh up on the Borg ship before. And so, but they're but like, they're well, like, the cards like, well, they won't listen to me because I've already tried with them and they told me to go fuck off. So, how are we going to get this diplomatic uh, credential that we need? And they're like, well, let's go get Rafi. Yeah, hack it. So Rafi has been drunk this whole time since yeah. her. Uh, ill-fated encounter with her son in the last episode. She's just been in her room drinking and getting high, yes. mm -hmm. which I think everybody can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. 
So they drag her out of her room. They drag her out of her room. She's got a big old bottle of, you know, brown liquor. It looks like Jack Daniels, but yeah, Yeah. some kind of brown. Yeah, it's that or yeah. That's like two thirds. Donnie Walker or something. And she's drink. She's like slugging out of the bottle. They (laughs) shove her down in front of the console. She takes a big old puff off of her space vapor. (laughs) She's like, if you want me to call Starfleet, then just leave me. Get off my back, you know. She's drunk as hell. She's like, so this then she is called the best scene in the in the in the whole episode. I thought. Oh, you think so? Okay. Oh, I thought she was amazing at this. I scene. have another. I have one that I liked more, but I agree okay. with you. I agree with you. She's terrific in this scene. Yeah. She's um, cool. So she calls ahead. an old friend of hers. We don't really know who she is, but they're clearly old friends. And She's then she just Star- goes into girl mode. Like it's amazing. So they're they're just like talking like like girlfriends back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's calling in a favor. Look, I need I we're going. I need to go. I've got Admiral Picard here. We need to go to the artifact. So I need you to send me some diplomatic uh, papers. You know, as old friends. And she's like, I can't do that. He's like, What? Really? You can't do that for me? Come on. What are you know that kind of thing? And eventually, she's like. Okay, well, I just want you to know we're almost there. Uh, we're going to show up whether or not we've got the diplomatic papers <laughs> or not. So, and if we show up there, everyone's going to know who Picard is. I'm pretty sure he's still up in the post office of Romulan headquarters, you know. And so <laughs> she says he's still on the brochure. The brochure. For <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, and, you know, technically, if we show up, it's an act of war, but if you give us the diplomatic papers, we can sort of do what we got to do, and uh, then we're out. Sort of basically a blackmail. Strong-armed, yeah. 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 She's Thank like, you. we're almost here. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, we're three <laughs> hours away. Like, up until then, that conversation was, like, all hypothetical yeah. from the perspective of the Starfleet lady. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're there? Okay, that <laughs> changes things a little bit. She's like, turn around. And they're like, no, <laughs> not going to turn around. Rafi's like, you know Picard. He's an asshole. He never does what anybody tells him yeah, to she, do. She says something about him being ego drenched in id or something. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, forget what, I forget the exact quote, but she's like, yeah. He's all ego and uncontrollable id or something, something like that. Like that yeah. And then they cut to Picard and Picard gives her a look like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, if you know anything about Jean-Luc yeah. Picard, it's that he's not those two things. Like, yeah, he's you know, drinking tea right then. Historically, he's a tea drinking, you know, a feat who like <laughs> sits in his ready room and like cures the problems of the galaxy. Once but, the diplomatic uh, approach. Yeah, but she's like, you know him. He's a he's a miserable <laughs> asshole. So anyway, they they trick this lady or mm-hmm. connive this lady into giving them what they want. And the lady says, the last thing she says to Rafi before she signs off is, "Don't ever call me. <laughs> do me a favor. Don't ever call me again." <laughs> yeah, which is sad because you get the impression uh, that these two are friends. Well, and, and, and they cut to a shot like- of. They cut to a shot of Rafi's face, and you can see that she's really goes from sad to hear happy that. to like, sad. Yeah. To yeah, well, but, but she—they've she, shown that Rafi is ready to sacrifice things that mean something in her life just to try and and. Well, I think yeah. that's where she's sort of realizing, like that's the that's the that's the the path she chose because she chose the path of Picard too. Like 
that's why Picard is being hated by everybody mm. because he sort of sacrifices to do what's right at mm. all times. He sort of sacrifices his relationships. Yeah. Rafi continues to lose everything because oh. of the choices that she's made. Wow. I mean, it doesn't help that she's a, a alcoholic <laughs> drug addict, but it all goes back to the original the original choice to follow Picard and believe in the conspiracy and all of that. So she's lost another friend. You could also call this show Everybody Hates Rafi. Right. Jake, put the jingle in. Everybody hates Rafi. <laughs> Another one. more work, more work for the producer. I love just adding work onto <laughs> other people's lives. Um, so and then everybody clapped. They all clapped because she got them what they wanted. And she's like, "Don't clap! I don't want your fucking clapping." And yeah. then she kind of stumbles away, and uh, she's so drunk she can barely walk. Rios, Rios kind of her to her helps roof. her helps her off the bridge back to her back to her quarters. Wow, it's getting dark for Rafi there. Yeah, I think Rafi's on a bit of a redemption, you know, story. Picard is too. This whole thing, we said this before, but this whole show is about Picard and I think by extension Rafi sort of regaining their their like former stat- their like mm-hmm. status or not status isn't the right word but like being proven right and yeah. being able to like show show the rest of the starfleet and the federation that the path that they've been on for the last 14 years is not the, the right cor- not the right way to be yeah. right and even though people hate them because they believe it's right that they're going to be strong with it and, and they're, they're going to sort of like uh, persevere through to the end when hopefully people will see that they, they've been working for the better good. Yeah, I mean, Rafi has run out of choices, right? Mm-hmm. Like she went to yeah. Free Cloud to meet with her son and her son rejected her. Yeah. So now she's got to sort of fuck it. It doesn't really matter what happens. Yeah. Now. Nothing to lose. Vi- vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back to the Borg Cube. This show, this episode, more than any other one, Borg. this episode does a lot of it bounced around a lot. Yeah, like, the scenes were not very long. The scenes are very short, and they're constantly cross-cutting between mm. what's happening on the Borg ship and what's happening on the La Serena. So we're back to Sarah. We're back to Narek and Soji. Soji. And Narek tells Soji, uh. Did you talk to your mom? And Soji's like, I tried, but uh, about your weird dreams. And and Soji's like, well, I tried, but I fell asleep. And he's like, hmm, that's interesting. Because you'll remember, men, we've Mm -hmm. seen her fall asleep talking to her mother before Mm -hmm. in an earlier episode. He's like, that's interesting. How often does that happen where you fall asleep talking to your mom? And she's like... Um, never. What do you mean? And he's like, well, I looked at the phone call records and you call your mother every single day and every single day, each call lasts exactly 70 seconds and then it ends. And she's like, that can't be true. I talked to my mom, you know, for minutes and minutes and minutes at a time. And she's like, and he's like, nope, 70 seconds, every call, I'll show you the records. And she, again, it's one of those scenes where it's like, we all know what's happening, but it's it's her 
it's another her putting another piece of the puzzle right. together kind of scene. And again, it's dramatically uninteresting because <laughs> we already know what she's now learning. 80% of this episode was boring. 20% of it is really, really good. Back to La Serena, Ruffy and Rafi and Rio. Rafi and Rios? Ruffy and, and Rios. Ruffy and Rios. <laughs> If Ravi and Rios got together, what would their uh, portmanteau, what would their ship name be? What would their fanfic name be? Riffos. Riffos? Riffles have ridges. Riffos, Riffos does have ridges, and they're called oh, abdominal muscles. Um, back to the La Serena. Yeah. Rafi and Rios are in Rafi's room. She's still drunk. We're, we're right. We've, we've just gone right back to where we just left. He's taken her to her quarters. He jumps her into bed and she tells him the story of her son. Yeah. And he and she says, you know, you and I have known each other a long, long time. And did you even know I had a son? And he's like, no, I didn't even know you had a son. She's like, well, that's, you know, what does that say that you can know somebody all this time? not know that they even have children. So she's drunk and feeling sorry, feeling sorry for herself. That's the only thing that happens in that scene. It's a super short. It's like 45 yeah, yeah. seconds, maybe. And he's like, why don't you get some sleep? You're drunk. <laughs> we'll talk again in the morning. Yep. Back to Borg ship. Well, don't they have the scene where they find out where, how Picard's going to get there, where they. No, that's about... next. Is that that's after next. the scene with Soji? Yeah, Soji talks to her mom. So oh, Soji, well, right, right, okay. Soji calls her mother, and now she's suspicious because Narek has told her the calls don't last more than 70 seconds. So she calls her mom, and she's like, Mom, I, I've been meaning, I want to talk to you about this dream. And the mom's like, you look tired. Why don't you take a nap? And Soji starts to sort of like slump over and pass out. Then she grabs like a fork or something, mm. and like jabs herself, herself in yeah. the to in the head mm. to like wake herself up. And then her mom starts glitching and keeps going, "Why don't you lay down and take a? You little look nap? tired. Why don't Why you lay you down? down? Why don't you lay down and take a little nap? And eventually it works, and she does pass out. But again, she's now put one more piece in place where she's figured out that like something's wrong with mom mm -hmm. now they go back to the serena yep. and they talk about picard how they're not going to let them just dock on the ship on the tube he's only going to be able to be beamed aboard and only him oh only picard Elnor's like i'll come with you he's like no i gotta do this alone you stay here do not leave this ship elnor is like an eager puppy right he's like He's chosen to join Picard, and so now he's like, "I will. I am going to go and protect you." And yeah. Picard's like, "No, no, no! You have to stay here. I'm the only. I have to go by myself." He's like, "I don't want to. I don't want to go by myself, but we don't have a choice." Yeah, he knows that he Hugh is there, and he's going to go talk to Hugh talk and hope Hugh. that Hugh will help him get to Soji. Okay, that's, okay, that's the plan. Hmm. It's a good plan. Um, they then cut back to Soji, who's woken up from the sleep after passing out from talking to her mom. Yeah, She starts ransacking her room. And this is what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. 
She starts ransacking her room and scanning every item there. All these old pictures that she has, old like they look like you know, like birthday cards and books and things that look like they were with her for years and years and years. And every time she scans it, it says age 37 months over and over again. And she's starting to go crazy. She's scanning everything. She finally, you know, remember the necklace that Dodge had that had the two hoops. Oh yeah. The she rings. gave to the two rings and she gave it to Picard. Mm. Well, Soji has one too. She takes that off, scans it 37 months and she throws the scanner and breaks it against the wall. So I have to, yeah. I have to, I have to refresh my beverage. You guys, mm. do you, you can keep talking while I'm away, but just know that uh, I'm going to be away for two and a half minutes or so. Sure. No Two and a half minutes. No, it won't be that long. It'll be like it'll be like fifty-five seconds. Mm. All right. So she's. Or you can talk called... about eating an impossible whopper. Yeah. If you want to talk about that for a minute. I did. Well, I ate an impossible whopper today. Why don't you talk about that so that I don't miss any of the <laughs> anything good? Okay. Talk about the impossible whopper. I'll be right back. It was. Where'd uh, you have yeah. it? Uh, I got it at Burger King. Burger That's where King. you get the impossible uh... whopper. Okay, okay. It tasted like a Whopper. Oh. Which is no. to say it just tasted like any other garbage <laughs> fast food. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing special, but you wouldn't turn it away. You wouldn't be like, oh, no, what the hell is this I, crap? I, it again. I, mean, you know, I mean, I did it because on twofold, mm. uh, I, it's Lent, so I gave up red uh, meat for Lent, so I couldn't okay. eat meat. But then it's also Friday, which means I can't eat chicken either, so... Uh, why is and that? My, uh, you're not. You're only allowed to eat fish. Fish is the uh, only meat you're allowed to eat on Fridays during gotcha. Lent as a Catholic. Okay. Your options are limited at a yeah. Burger King. <laughs> if you uh. can't eat red meat or chicken, so yeah. I'll well, do the Impossible Burger. Yeah. And it was it was fine in your in your estimation. Fine. Yeah. Nice. It it, I, it's a little more expensive than a burger, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, probably more expensive than the Whopper, but uh, it was a typical fast food burger price, I sure, think. Sure, sure. I'm back. How long was I gone? Not the, a minute, maybe. Yeah. A minute. I, I did also have a, a the Impossible Burger myself uh, as a vegetarian. And oh, you I, did? I was uh -huh. just I was going to ask you. Mm -hmm. I was going to mm -hmm. ask you if I brought you one next weekend, <laughs> when we do work, would you eat it like... Sure. On mic, so that we could get your like reaction. Reaction, yeah, I, I've had it. It's totally, it's fine. Yeah, there's, there's nothing uh, especially remarkable about it, except that it's not bad. You know, so I think that is a remarkable thing, actually, that it's not bad. So it's, it's a very normal tasting burger. I wasn't like, oh, is this, why is, it, why does this taste like beans or, you know, yeah, why is yeah. this? It doesn't it taste good. like dirt or anything. Mm -hmm. On a scale, <laughs> like on a scale of like one dirt. to ten, how, how much like actual beef is it? Uh, six for me. Six. Seven. Seven. Well, six, what, seven? where did you have the? Six, what, where no. did you have the impossible? Uh, I think they they were also serving it at Carl's Jr. or Del Taco well, or most, something. Most, yeah, Carl's Jr. has an impossible burger now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, like like I said, uh, to me the impossible Whopper it just tasted like a Whopper. Mm -hmm. You know, it was not a particularly, which is not a particularly good hamburger. <laughs> but, but like ten out of ten in terms of like. 
similar texture to and the media I, tasted just like I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell the difference. You could not distinguish tastes, the difference. So that's a ten no. out of ten. Yeah, I mean, to me it was exactly like eating a Whopper. Well, I that's amazing. That genuinely, yeah, yeah that's is pretty impressive. Remarkable. I mean, mm-hmm. but that's generally <laughs> because like a Whopper, like most of what you're tasting are the. The, the mayonnaise and the ketchup and the and the bun and those lettuce and the tomato like well, alternatively so that, should it, we should we bring a bag of impossible offers? <laughs> I think I think so next weekend. Yeah. I think so just, I think that's a good plan. We yeah. should all have one on on mic yep. and talk about the experience. Yep. Are, are they going to sponsor us at some point? They better. They yeah. should. I would love I to be sponsored need. by Burger King. Are you? God, Fuck uh, that! Yeah, hell yeah. Frame flame broiled, best burgers on the I planet. Would, I would bow down to the penis of Burger King. I would bend <laughs> the knee. I would bend the knee to the Burger King. They as could. they say on Game of Thrones. Yep. Will you bend the knee to the Burger King? Uh, absolutely. absolutely. Where's the money? Back up the truck. Give me some money. Well, it might be more like a, a little toy wagon of my I wouldn't even need That's money. Okay. I would take, I would, I would take any like, amount of money I would take, from I would take Burger King. Free Burger King. Like, <laughs> I don't even need money. <laughs> Just a bag of delivered burgers. Take like, you know, twenty dollars. One, one free the... burger a week or something like that. One whopper a week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that, that does sound like a I'm good cheap. deal. I'm, a, I'm for sale, and mm. I'm cheap. Yeah. But I do have the um, AMC movies. Uh-huh. It has the, like, yeah. pass Laura, where you can do watching. you can do three movies. It's like, I think it's like 24 bucks a month or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's you can see three movies a week. Didn't you tweet for, about the, we're going to see so I have been on IMAX? Seeing, I have been seeing a lot of movies lately. Yeah, I saw Parasite again yesterday oh. on the IMAX, which was amazing. amazing. I love that <laughs> so much. It was great. It was I'll... just as great the second time, knowing all of the like sort of twists and turns of it as it was the first time. It's just I'm going to have to check it out. It sounds really cool. Uh, by the way, I saw the Fantasy Island movie. <gasps> you did? Yeah. Because it's like I hope I I can see three movies a week, and it's, <laughs> there aren't that many movies. <laughs> sure, yeah, it's a rough time right now. It's a remake, the Fantasy Island it? movie. It's a horror. It's a horror movie. Oh. Somehow, Blue Mouse, which makes yeah. all of the like yeah. uh, Conjuring and Insidious, they make horror movies, right? Somehow, they got the rights to the Fantasy Island IP. So they made a horror movie version of Fantasy Island, and I loved it. It it has like 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it got the worst (laughs) reviews of any movie ever. I had such a good time watching it. I was laughing. I was enjoying myself. I was eating popcorn. Like, I was having a blast. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah, but, but what do you it expect? It's a hoot. I was how like, much of, how do you not like this dumb thing? How much of Fantasy Island, the old Fantasy Island that we remember, do they bring forth to this new uh, reincarnation? There's Is there a, big, a Mr. Rourke? Is there a tattoo? There's a Mr. Rourke. There's a tattoo. <gasps> there's, a, wow. there's a big 
there's there, it's on an island. It's a big there's a big fancy white you know mansion that they all are. It, I mean, it, they really <laughs> they took all of the the tropes of <laughs> fancy island uh-huh. and perverted them <laughs> into because <laughs> the whole thing, Mister Rourke's whole thing is that he tells them. You will give you your fantasy, but you have to follow your fantasy through all the way to the end, no matter what. And it starts to go dark at a certain point. But it's it's I thought it was a hoot. It's it is not a good movie. I cannot <laughs> I cannot in good conscience recommend it. But, but I yeah, have hey, a lot of fun. If you if you enjoyed it, then it's a good movie. Yeah, sure. It's fun. I don't ever want to see it. I don't ever feel like I need yeah, to see yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> but I had a good time watching it. There was me and about three other people <laughs> on like a Tuesday afternoon. You know what I mean? What about for that parasite viewing? Was it uh, crowded? Uh, no, because I saw that yesterday afternoon. Gotcha. So yeah. not a lot of people go to the movies Thursday on afternoon. a Wednesday afternoon or a Thursday afternoon. And that was on the IMAX screen, which was... Again, like really? sort of weird that they're even showing it on the IMAX screen. I and they're only I'm sure they're doing it because it won Best Picture and they're only doing yeah. they're only doing one a day in that theater and then they're showing, I don't know, Bad Boys Three or something like that <laughs> the rest of the day. But there was this one time a day where you can go and see Parasite on the IMAX screen. So so I did. It's it's great. You both would love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, one best picture. It's supposed to be like you know, it's by a very famous director who's done uh, some really amazing, interesting movies as well. I love his movies. I love that guy's Mm -hmm. movies. And it, it, I almost feel like when you say something one best picture, it almost turns people off because a lot of times the best picture winner is something that feels like boring or like a history lesson or (laughs) it's about world war one like this is not that at all this is like a very modern like interesting interesting yeah it's a delight to watch all the way through it i've seen some photos uh of the of the of the images and they look really striking like the cinematography looks really modern and and like sharp yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it, most 90% of it takes place in this very fancy, rich family's house. Mm-hmm. And apparently the house, he had such a specific vision of how he wanted to shoot the house and how he wanted to shoot the scenes in the house. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't find a house that met all of the what they needed, all of the requirements they needed. So they built the house (laughs) in order to make the movie. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's something I read online. Sure. I would watch a two hour behind the scenes (laughs) parasite. You should do a podcast about the, uh, the movie itself. It sounds like you, you've got enough to, that you want to talk about it. I would love to do a movie Mm. parasite, uh, not a parent, sorry, a movie podcast. I would love to do a movie podcast, but we spend a lot of the list about Star Trek. So (laughs) it's hard to find time to fit another podcast into our into our very busy schedules. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yes. Picard beams to board the Borg ship. He's all by himself, which I thought was weird that no one was there to meet him. him. 
Yeah, that it was felt odd. like a writer's trick for the thing that's about to happen. Oh, because they know he's coming. Yeah, and they've given him very specific coordinates. They say mm-hmm. earlier up on the bri- up on the ship, they're like, "Beam to these specific coordinates." He does. No one is there. And again, this goes back to Picard sort of like confronting and dealing with his PTSD about having been borgified. So he's like sort of like Patrick Stewart, I have to say, is brilliant in this episode. He is he is a shining light in this episode because he acts the hell out of it. He's he's so uncomfortable and so traumatized about being back on a board ship. So he starts, no one's there to see him. He starts sort of walking down a walkway, trying to find somebody. And he walks out onto this walkway that reminded me kind of of Star Wars because there's no railings. (laughs) And there's like a giant, like, there's like a giant pit beneath this walkway. But no rails. Have something to say. I, I was like, "Where is the Borg HR department? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's not safe. There's no railings on this yeah. walkway, and it's <laughs> such a Star Trek trope that they're always on these walkways that have no railings at all. That I was and just like, giant, oh, this is a little. This is a Borg. This is a Borg Star Wars ship, mm-hmm. and he starts to have these like panic. He start. He has basically Flash a panic bags. attack. And he starts having these flashbacks and he starts panicking and he's about to sort of fall over the side of this <laughs> unrailed walkway. And uh, a couple of Borgs show up and they grab him and he starts and then he starts to freak out even more because there's Borgs. And then you hear Hugh saying, they're trying to stop you from falling over the edge. <laughs> you idiot. Dumb old man. <laughs> I added that last part. Yeah. Yeah. And Picard sort of comes back to his senses and realizes that these are not Borg Borg. These are these are uh, Borg Borg. They're XBs, X Borg. XBs. And so he finally he sees Hugh and there and for the first time, somebody from Picard's past yeah. is happy to see Other him. than the other than other the, than the warrior, warrior nuns. This is the first thing. Hugh yeah. and Hugh tells him, I don't know why you're here. But I'll help you do whatever you need to get done. And it's, it, it, it's, it was really a lovely scene. Yeah. I was so, it, it made my little sad piece of coal <laughs> yeah. of a heart like yeah. grow three sizes because <laughs> yeah. it was so sweet. And they were, and he was, they were so happy to see each other and they have such, they have such a long history with each other. And, they and you hug. said it's the same actor from before. Yep, it's the yeah. same actor yep, yep. who played Hugh in the original show. Uh, it was a great, it was a great little moment of them sort of reconnecting. Yeah, yeah. And then Hugh's like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> like, they told me you were coming, but I didn't really believe it, and now here you are. Why are you here? And he's like, "I'm looking for this girl. She's a scientist." Uh, she may be in trouble, and he was like, "You're talking about Soji, right?" And he's like, "How do you know that?" And he's like, "Well, she, something weird's been going on with her ever since hot piece of ass Bromulan started skulking around asking questions." So he pretending was, not to know who she right. is, 
Right. That's what that's what he says. He's like, I thought there was something going on with her. Picard's like, I really need to find her. Can you help me find her? He's like, Yeah, let's go. And then off they go. That that's during and that's where the scene where I mentioned before he talks about I forget that most people forget that Borg aren't monsters, they're victims. Like, that doesn't happen in that scene. That happens that's later. That happens. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's later when they're in the med lab. <laughs> But that's he's talking. But that all he talks about that before he talks about Soji. No, no, you're absolutely wrong. He tells him, "I need to see Soji," and then they go to the med lab because that's where Soji is supposed to be working. And then Hugh's like, "Well, she didn't check in today. Let's go to her quarters." But while they're in the med lab, they have that whole conversation about. What are you doing? Picard's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, we're deborging the boards. And that's when Picard says, you're helping people to see right, that they're right, victims, right, right. not monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fine. Way to fight for Six, what's right, Matt. Extension I took, of the scene. I took detailed notes. <laughs> he came prepared. I have the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then what happens? Soji and Narek. Soji is... Oh, they have their little... The Zomwat, isn't that what he calls it? She's in her quarters, and she's freaking out, and she's like, I scanned all of the pictures. They all say it's only been 37 months. He's like, have you ever thought about the fact that maybe your memories are implanted and that somebody's trying to hide something from you. She's like, well, fuck, no, that has not ever occurred to me before, even though it sure, clearly should have given everything that happened to me so far. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I may, I may know a way to help you. Uh, I, there's this Romulan meditation thing. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I forget what it's called, Sean. Did you write down what it was Zom, Zom what is what I, I heard? It's <laughs> uh, close, close enough. Close I'm pretty sure that's what they said. I wasn't watching it with the the closed captions, captions, so I couldn't read it. I just heard oh, it. I watch, I watch everything with the closed captions on now. That's how you know how old I've become. Yeah, I generally <laughs> do, but I uh, that I was home alone and I could turn it up as loud as I wanted to, so I was oh, able to. Watch wow. I don't. I like to turn them off if I can really hear it good because. I, 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 because I, like you say, I'll end up just reading it instead of watching the show if they're up there. So, yeah, I like having the closed captions on. I, I, I've got very used to it because I do it most of the time. Like 90% of my television viewing is with the closed captioning on. And I don't <laughs> even I've have turned... the excuse of I don't want to wake up the kids or whatever, which I <laughs> you just like it, which I'm assuming is your excuse. My that excuse is, my... is a very old man excuse, which is. <laughs> The commercials are so loud, but the dialogue <laughs> is so quiet. Like, I don't know. I'm, I can't get the balance right on my television computer. <laughs> just like, if I turn the captions on, I don't have to think about it. Men, what's yes. your, you, what do you, how do you watch things? Do you watch uh, with the I wish, I on? wish I could watch things like we do at the, the Warp Studio on projector, uh, like huge, you know, uh-huh. on my monitor, on my uh, laptop, I like to make my fonts big. So yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're in the old person, like make it bigger, turn it up. Do you, so you, do watch, you watch shows, it with you watch the shows and movies or? with the caption? No, no, not really. I don't like captions. They distract me. That's, that's all I can oh, watch so then. Don't. Yeah, so I'm the only one. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
if I'm watching an old movie where everybody's like speaking very, you know, if I'm watching Cary Grant and Rosalind sure. Russell or yeah, somebody yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. where everybody had very like crisp diction and you, mm. there was no confusion about what they were saying, then I don't need the captions. But modern day acting is so like mumbly and like yeah. quiet that a lot of the time I'm like, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> the show that I, the, that I started me watching with closed captioning was uh, Elementary, the the uh, show yeah. with uh, Johnny Lee Miller. And he is fucking impossible to understand on that show. Mm. Between he talks in a very monotone and is very low, and then you top that with the English accent. It was mm. like impossible. Even no matter how loud I would put the TV, I could not understand what he was saying. And we were yeah. constantly rewinding. The t- mm. What did he say? So finally, we we're like, just put on a closed captions. <laughs> we'll read it. That's such a good show. I, I really enjoyed it. it yeah, I, I, I never watched. I never watched. Like, there's about eight episodes that me and Kat we never finished it. We didn't. We haven't finished. We gotta watch it. Fortunately, we now have the great CBS. All access oh, channel, there you go. There you and go. they are on. You never on. finished one. That is unlike well, you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what happened. For some, AT and T and and Viacom had like a spat, and CBS uh, was like, "Oh, oh yeah, for a while we couldn't get Channel Two. I couldn't yeah, get Channel so- Two, and so we right in the middle of the season, and so I and it, that's not a show that like they show reruns all the time." And it wasn't on, and so we could just we couldn't watch it. There was no way for us to watch it. Mm. So yeah, we there's like five or six episodes to the to the series finale that we that haven't watched. That is a very good explanation. Makes sense. You, yeah, it does. Back to just, the show we're supposed just, to be talking about. <laughs> <Picard>. <laughs> uh, so anyway, cut to Hugh and Picard in the yes. med lab. And Hugh's and Picard's like, what is this place? And Hugh's like, this is where we help the ex-Borgs recover their lost humanity. So they're like taking the pieces off of them and like healing them, basically. And Picard's like, this is amazing. I I had no idea that it was even possible to do this on such a large scale. And he's like, Hugh, you must be. It's a, it's a wonderful scene. Again, these yeah. two characters have such a history with each other. And Hugh, and Picard is like, Hugh, the, what you're doing here is absolutely unbelievable. I'm so proud of you. And Hugh's like, well, the reason I'm showing you this is that I hope that someday you can go back and become an advocate for the recovered Borg because we have nowhere to go. He's like, look, we went from being Borg to being captive captives of the Romulans. So we don't, we don't have a home. We don't have a place to go. We're living on this Borg ship. Wouldn't it be wonderful if Jean-Luc Picard of all people, a a former Borg would become somebody who would stick up for the 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 XBs, and you can tell the Picard's like moved by that. And he's like, "You're right. You're what you're showing people is that they're not they're victims, not monsters." That's where that moment happens. Yes, Sean. Yes. Okay, we got to that moment. Moving on. <laughs> Ruffy and Rios back on the yeah. back on La Serena. 
Why don't you tackle this one? Yeah, uh, I don't remember what I remember. <laughs> that they have a, I don't remember. Oh, wow. My notes are a little sketchy at this point in time. Damn you, Sean. You had one. Oh, job. oh OK. So they start talking. OK. I, he I brings her coffee. She he's wakes like, up. She's she's like, it's interesting. They figure out that. OK, Soji's on this cube with the Romulans. They went and they killed Dodge. Why are they keeping her alive? Right. And, what is why is Soji still Rafi alive? goes into wait a minute. There's a reason why they're keeping her alive. I got to figure out what that is. Yep. They do that shot where it's sort of a, it's sort of a medium close up on a person's face where they like put their eyes upwards and go, "Huh." <laughs> like I've just I've just had a thought that mm. will probably figure something pay out. off narratively later on <laughs> down the line. Back to the Borg, and this is the most boring scene yeah. in this whole episode. It's so, so boring. Derek and <laughs> Soji doing the Zomwat yeah. uh, in the special. For some reason, I, the Romulans have created a sort of, I don't know, chapel in the middle meditation of this Borg cube so they can do their yeah. little Zomwat meditation practices. Mm. And he takes her in there. And he's walking her. She's got to walk this weird path that's like painted on the ground. She's trying. He's like, she's figuring out her dream. And she's seeing the dream. And she's like, well, look out the window. He says, tells her to look out the window. She says, I can't. He goes, you got to realize this is your dream. You can control it. Mean Romulan sister. She does. Mean Romulan sister is watching all of this happen. We see her. like broadcast to the to the main quarter headquarters of the of the Rockets. I just wrote boring exactly. in big capital letters. <laughs> so she sees she's seeing the same dream we watched at the beginning. But now she has a little more control. She looks out the window. She can't really see anything. It's just raining a lot. There's a lot of storm. She walks into the the uh lab and then you, she hears Soji so she she breaks out of it again. She's like, I can't, you know, every time my dad yells at me, I, I, I break out. And he goes, well, can you think you can do it if he, you know, focus and you can get through that and he'll yell at you, but you keep going. So then she goes back into her dream and she's going into the lab and he yells at her, but she doesn't stop. She didn't wake up. She starts looking around. She sees her father walking towards her, but he doesn't really have a face. He's like his that face guy is all, His face is all about, oh. He has a face, but he, you can't remember what his face looks like. Oh, yeah. He looks like was. the faceless man from, from the Cthulhu, Cthulhu game. Perfect. Yeah. And then he says, look up. And he, she looks up out of the... There's like a skylight in the room. And she looks up and she sees two moons and a lot of thunder and lightning. And so then... And that's, that's the... the 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 that's the what they wanted so rizzo says computer find me a planet with two dark moons and a lot of uh electrical storms and eric's like hey look you made it to the end good for you you figured out what you need uh you're a robot and i'm gonna kill you now walks out of the room (laughs) wait there's a whole there's a there's another scene in there they cut away (laughs) from that at one point Oh, they go to the room to Picard and Picard. Picard and so while while Soji is having her like memory exposition dump, Picard and Hugh go to Soji's quarters. 
because they've gone to the med lab and she wasn't there. So they Mm -hmm. go to her quarters and all of the pictures that she was looking at earlier are all scattered all over the place. It looks like it's been ransacked because she freaked out earlier. And Hugh's like, what the hell happened in here? And Picard like looks at the pictures and he's like, I think she's trying to figure out. I think she's about to figure out who she really is. Yeah. And and Hugh's like, what do you mean? Who, well, is, who she? is she? Because Picard has not explained anything to Hugh at this point. He's just like, I need yeah, to find Hugh's this girl. Just like, I can't need, tell you why. You want to find Soji? I'll take you to her. And Picard's like, I don't have time to explain. It's a long story. You'd have to watch five episodes of television to really understand. <laughs> so just get me. You need to find to her, her right now. Right. And they can't find her. He goes because they. She's, she's in this Romulan like meditation room, which doesn't show up on their scanners. So Hugh pulls up his scanner and he's like. The computer says she's not on the ship, but that can't be true. Picard's like, somebody's hiding her. So what are we going to do? And then they cut back to uh, the meditation room. And Narek basically leaves the room, and he leaves the little box in the room with her. Mm -hmm. And then he shuts the door, and it opens, and all this red gas starts flowing into the room and she starts like screaming and choking and he's just sort of watching her she's gonna die she then just starts to is there another scene or does this one she starts to just no this is it she tells he tells her you're a robot and now i'm gonna kill you and then he like runs out the door before she can get away locks her in and then it's radiation yeah she starts banging on the ground just starts she sort of, and now she kind of activates a little bit. Mm. She starts pounding on the ground, and she breaks through the. She floor literally like hulks out and, and like rips open a way. hole in the in floor. The floor, and then looks out the window and jumps down the hole. Yeah. Aww. So now all of a sudden, bam! She shows up. On oh, the scanner that Hugh and Picard are looking at, they're like, "Well, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. She's moving way too fast." And Picard's like, "Well, no, okay, she's her. activated. <laughs> that's her. Uh, that, that's her. Let's go get her. Where is she? We got to go get her now." So they take off. Of course, the Romulans are taking off after her because Rizzo has heard all of this too. She knows that she's now. So the Romulan guards are going after. Everyone's chasing uh, she, they all chase her. They go. They get to her. Uh, Picard and, and, and Hugh get to her first. Picard's like, look, I know you're freaking out. My name is Jean-Luc Picard. I know your your sister Dodge came to me on Earth, and I'm here to help you. She sort of looks at him. He's all, trust me. You, we got to go. We got to go now. You have he shows her the necklace, and he's uh, like, your sister oh, gave right. me this necklace, and I tried to help her, but she died. But I came here to help you. You have to trust me. We have to get out of here right now. She's like, do you know who I am? And he's like, I know exactly who you are. And I can explain it. But we don't have time to talk about it right now. Because now is time for running. Like, let's run. (laughs) And then they 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 run. Hugh takes them to some secret place. They can't beam because they only got special permission to beam the guard down. So 
Yeah. So they're running to some. Hugh takes them to some secret place that the Romulans apparently don't know about. Rafi's up there on the ship. Rafi's up on the ship, and Ravi's got like, oh no, things have gone bad yeah. down there. Yeah, and then they cut to a, they cut to a shot of Elnor because remember Picard oh. told Picard told oh, yeah, Elnor yeah. It, don't don't come down here after don't me. come on but don't leave the ship shot of Elnor sort of like looking off into the distance and, and you're go, like oh he's gonna go kick some ass he's not gonna follow Picard's rules this time I don't think yeah nope so far he has not followed and any of Picard's rules heads are gonna roll cut back to them in there and Hugh's like this is some gobbledygook I don't remember but essentially it's like a it's essentially it's a transporter but it's, they can transport light years away it's the it, queen it, it, cell they run into this room and Picard's like this is the queen's cell right remember the queen the Borg queen man from uh, Star Trek uh, transport her consciousness first contact Remember right. the Borg Queen? So this is where the Queen would always be on any of the Borg cubes. And McCart's like, is how do this? I remember this? I've never even been here before. And he's like, that's just how it works. We all remember. It's all yeah, just... I, I've never met this. I've never been here before either, and I remember her. And then there's some classic Star Trek techno babble where Hugh's yeah. like, I have this magic transporter that will beam you we didn't have it wherever you, you want to go. We, hadn't, we blah, assimilated blah. this this technology from these it's people that was later oh. and blah 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 mm. and it basically it's, but essentially it's, it's a transporter that can transport people light years away classic star trek <laughs> well star I'm trek like is built on some nonsense until i hear you yeah. acknowledge what i'm saying yes <laughs> i said it at the beginning it was gobbledygook i <laughs> called it that from the get-go it's techno babble is the oh. preferred yes. term yes Anyways, he calls the La Serena. He says, "Meet me. I can't. I, don't, I can't beam over, but meet me at this." And he gives him some planet name. Nepento. Is that right? It's Nepente. What is it? Nepente. Nepente. Which is also the title Nepente. of next week's episode. Mm. So. And they're like, "What are you talking about?" He's all, "I don't have time. Just go there." And then they're waiting, and the Romulans are getting close. And then Rios is like, okay, well, this is where we're going. And then he goes, wait, where's the kid? They realize on this La Serena that Elnor is not in the bridge anymore. Cut to, there's Elnor. <laughs> yeah, a bunch, and, of Rom, a bunch of Romulans come running in, and they're like, stick him up. And then yeah. Elnor beams in, head. like, right behind boink, them. Boink, boink. And then there's a All lot of chopping off of the heads. Oh, my God. There's More a lot Head chopping off. That Ooh, happened. A lot of head chopping up off. And Picard's like, I told you not to chop off anybody's head anymore. <laughs> and Elnor's like, Yeah, like, I, I told ignored you. To you. Stay on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I saved your life. Here? And then Picard's like, Okay, thank you. You're you. Yeah, it's fine. And I'm going to give you right, another. We're going pass. through. <laughs> this is your second yeah. free pass. You already got one. <laughs> no more killing. No more killing. But we're going to give you one more free pass. Uh, about this so then he's like okay let's all jump through the magic transporter and go to see the commander Riker and then well, right, yeah. and then Elnor's like I'm gonna Elnor stay here says, nope. fight them off yeah. to keep them from so that you can, guys can get away 
They can't which did not you. make any sense at all because why couldn't all three of them just jump through that thing and go to the thing? It was very unclear. I, I don't. Yeah, it didn't make sense because, like, it seemed like they could just shut it down afterwards. But right, and Picard's yeah. like, "You have to come with me." You're like, Elnor's like, "Nope, I'm gonna Listen. stay here and uh, I'm gonna stay but here." But it did, it did. It, it may have been clunky, but it led to a great moment. Right, right. The last moment of the show is pretty cool. It is. So they jump through, and Hugh and Elnor are there. Yeah, just Picard no, and Soji. Soji and Picard. Oh, so Elnor and Hugh are there stay behind. behind to fight mm. the Romulans, and Hugh so stays behind uh, to uh, shut down, down the transporter. Mm, gotcha. It's like it's going to take much five time minutes do you need? for me to shut this thing down. Can you can you hold him off? He's like, I think so. They then they're sort of standing in the hallway. He's got his sword tray up, and then the the screen goes black, and you hear uh, Elnor say. Something along the line, maybe you wrote it down. He says something along the lines of, you guys have one chance to put down your weapons. There's something along those lines. He says the exact same thing he said when he fought the Romulan dude oh, on, he cut on, the Romulan on What he says is, please, friends, choose to live. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then that's the awesome. End the that was the end of the show. Wow, wow. And as, as as Matt said in the coming later, it looks like we're going to where Commander Riker is. On he was in, the, in the in the previews for next week, we uh, see that Picard has gone to the planet where Riker and Troy apparently are are living. Yep. Riker and Deanna Troy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. No. Luxana. Did they get married? Yeah, they yes. get married in one of the movies. In, oh. uh, in Nemesis, in they get Nemesis. married. Okay. That's cool. That is so cool. Well, it sounds. Like, it seems like it was pretty action packed at the end there. It was the last. The last ten minutes, mm. and yeah. all the stuff with Picard and Hugh, mm. which is maybe another. It was great. 10 minutes was great. The yeah. rest of the episode yeah. was kind of a drag. <laughs> it was clunky. Yeah. It was just it a was lot of exposition, lot of exposition of, dump, but it was exposition cares. that we already know. Mm-hmm. It was like exposition for a character in the show. So it's like, who cares? And we're going to get a bunch of it again next week because he still has to tell her. The whole backstory, which you know is they're going to make you watch instead of (laughs) something. Instead of just saying like, while we were beaming to Nepente, I explained it to her and now she's all caught up. (laughs) They're going to make us watch that whole thing again. Well, do you think that they're trying to do that to to help the viewers who might not be following along? It's like the lowest common denominator. They want to make sure like everyone is clear on what's happening. I mean, well, you think I mean, it's just too much. First of all, there's nobody who's just following along. <laughs> hey. You have to pay to watch CBS. That right. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nobody's, you, you're just gonna, nobody's just going to randomly stumble across episode mm. six of Star Trek Picard because that's right. not how streaming works. You make a lot of sense. Yeah. So... I think it's just clunky mm. storytelling and just sort of lazy yeah. writing. 
uh, I like this show, but I think it could be tighter. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a there's been a lot of wheel spinning. It took three episodes for him to get off Earth. You yeah. know, like right. Well, you said it was uh, it was being uh, uh, helmed by Michael Chabon and Alex Kurtzman. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Chabon is a uh, uh, normally a, a, a literary a novel. novelist. Yes. Yeah. 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 So there may be he may be and, and Kurtzman comes from the J.J. Abrams school <laughs> of television, drag it out. which is like drag it out. Uh, let's try to to show you every minutia of people's yeah. story, and you know it's like oh, this it, sometimes it can be excruciating. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it a, works really there well. There is a there is a version of this. That's probably almost as good. I mean, we'll wait. We, I mean, we'll wait until the end and see. But I'm guessing they could have told this same ten-hour story in five hours. Time, yeah. I think they maybe didn't have enough story to fill ten episodes because a lot of it feels like filler to me. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I would say B. I would give this episode a B. <laughs> but you know, I mean, look, it's the it's you know it's last TV, episode. So not every give, episode. Last episode. Gonna... Yeah. Last episode, I would give the last two. I would give an A. That's this what episode, I wanted to do. I yeah. Give a, this episode, I would give a B. You guys should give uh, IMDb ratings, future IMDb ratings for these episodes. There are current IMDb. Oh, ratings. are there? Wow. Ooh. Yeah. IMDb episode operates in real time, man. Wow. Go on there and vote for whatever you want. When when we watch episodes for Warped, hmm. uh, twenty years from now, we will. I'll go. I'll tell you what the IMDb rating is of the episode. <laughs> we can ask. We can ask Aaron to guess. You you assume that we'll be alive. You assume that IMDb <laughs> will still exist. You assume that the planet will still exist. Oh, let's let's deal with you know. one day at a time. One day. Hey, at everybody, time. go out and vote. I gotta live my life like everything's gonna be the same tomorrow as it is today. You know. Should we wrap this up, gentlemen? Yeah. Wow. That what? An yeah. hour. It's been an over. An, it's been an hour and a half, if not more. More. It's been almost two hours. <laughs> for a, for a fifty-five minute television show, it's <laughs> just—they're getting longer and longer. These episodes. We thought we we thought these would be short. <laughs> but if you enjoy listening Somehow to these us talking, are longer than longer warped than warped. episodes. How is it possible that these are longer than? Because Aaron wouldn't put up with it. That's, uh, yeah, Aaron yeah. Aaron wouldn't allow two hours yeah. on one she episode. Would just sorry. sleep through it. You always have to pee. How is it possible you've been on the line for two hours and you don't have to pee? I've been holding it. I've been holding it. I also wanted he's to run a, off. And... He's got a tube connected to his dick. <laughs> Are you wearing a catheter? Is that what's going on now? Just he's, adult uh, diapers. When he's, um, at the, when he's at the computer store, he's got a hookup that just... So you can just sit at the so, desk all day. To yeah. USB-C core. Plug in. <laughs> plugs right in. Yeah, there you go. Well, thank you all for listening, everybody. And join us again next week for Inside Picard, Episode 7, Nepente, where we will meet, it seems like we're going to meet Commander Riker and well, Counselor Jordan. We're going to see Commander Riker. That'll be fun. They might or to that. Commander Riker looking pretty old. 
Until then, please rate, review, and subscribe. Warped the podcast on all your podcatching devices. You can follow us on Instagram at Warped the Podcast, on Twitter at Warped Trek. You can follow me at Host Warped. You can give us money at patreon.com slash warped where you can get bonus content and extra episodes and cool things like that. You can follow me in at wet Maynard. You can listen to our D and D live play podcast. Uh, Strato Mojado. No, I knew what it was called. Search. Do you search for Strato Mojado or do you search for wet Maynard? Strato Mojado. Podcasting. Strato Mojado. S T R A H D O M O J A D O. Did I spell that right? Yes, you did. Oh, I'm impressed. Yes. That was <laughs> It's hard. Until well then, done. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Matt. Yeah. I'm Sean. <laughs> and I'm Minwin. Good night, everybody. Hey. Yeah.